Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. And we're the Movie Blast. Welcome back, Bax. Man, thanks for being my friend. Thanks for talking about movies with me. Whoever is listening, thanks for listening. I'm just glad to be here. Yeah, I'm just glad to be here too. With our animal friends. Yeah, we're trying it, we're trying it with the door open today. Because uh, Strider, he's an old man. His birthday's in February. He's going to be like mm, nine, eight or nine. He's forgotten how old he is. I've forgotten how old I am. So, yeah, it's rough. <laughs> He's just living his best life, though. Yep. Uh, so, Bax, did you do anything cool this week? I'll be honest. I didn't expect that question. Did I do anything cool this week? I went and saw a movie called Escape Room last night. Oh, really? Did Sony do something that you're upset about? <laughs> I don't are we, know. <laughs> are we mad at Sony? I'm not going to say I'm mad at Sony. But um, at my local theater, Tuesday nights are the discount night, right? So you go, you can get that ticket for five bucks, like a dollar off the drinks, a dollar off the popcorn. If you're a movie guy, you're going to go, right? You're going to get the deals when you can get them. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, like I'll get a ticket for escape room and I'll get a bottle of water. And she's like, that'll be 12 bucks. And I'm like, something's not adding up like his escape room, not five bones. And the young lady, the very nice young lady at the theater, let me know, since it is a Sony film and Sony's not feeling the $5 Tuesday night thing, it wasn't in the deal. But I had a gift card um, and I was there and it was playing, so I saw it anyway. Sony, you're on notice from me. I mean, Sony, like I still have a PS4 and it's still, actually, I have a Switch now and I gain more on my Switch than I do on my PS4. So like maybe I'm Sony, maybe we're drifting apart. I don't know. We're broken up, Sony. Man, it did. The, after, the switch. That, after that love letter we gave a Spider-Man, after that, after how much love we gave to Sony because of that, hate him. Oh, man. Spider-Man was super good, though. And I liked Venom more than most people did. I haven't seen it yet, but soon. Yeah, we, we got to get a hold of it and get into the voodoo. Yeah. So, Bax, I didn't do anything because my life's boring. Um, what we watched this week was Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, the 2004 film. Yes. Um, why do we watch this? Would you say this film has a cult following? There are a lot of cultists that love this movie. <laughs> As like saying it like that, like in podcast form, being like, "Does this have a cult following?" Yeah, it doesn't sound as okay. There are there are people being sacrificed on the altar of the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Man, I'm, I'm why are you laughing? People have died. It's just like I'm so used to using the term like a cult film or whatever. Like yeah. the Big Lebowski, I think some people could say it has like a cult following. But like now that I vocalize it, like and yeah. like we're recording and stuff now, it's like I don't know if I like that that term as much anymore. Yeah, well, I mean they do. They were sacrificing people to the dude. <laughs> so, you anyways, you, did, you didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Did you know the dude made an appearance in a commercial? I did, yeah. It, it, it was the highlight of the Super Bowl for me, for me personally. Yeah. I saw that on the interwebs. Yeah, thanks, Internet. Yeah. Um, so, back to the movie podcast, Bax. Yeah, let's reel um, it in. So, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. We watched this, probably because you told me that you wanted to see it because you'd never seen it. I've seen it multiple times. Um, 
and let's so yeah let's uh i'm gonna give you a brief synopsis and then uh we'll hit you with some movie facts and then we'll talk about the movie so from our boys imdb when their relationship turns sour a couple undergoes a medical procedure to have each other erased from their memories and that's what the movie's about Bax. it's a solid it's a solid short summary thanks imdb yeah I think we're going to go with that just because I get long-winded. You don't like it, people. I don't like it. Welcome to the new regime. Am I the only one that likes it when Bob gives the lengthy? Well, I'll give a lengthy. Well, we'll give a lengthy talk later. But um, okay. so, Bax, hit us with them movie facts. Man, that's what I can do that. That's what I'm here for. So you already mentioned it. Uh, dropped in 04. So March 19th of 2004 is when it was released in the U.S., it was shot on a budget of $20 million. At the box office, it made $72 million. Um, the cast is super stacked, so I can just run through it like Jim Carrey, Kate Winslet, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah Wood, Kirsten Dunst. So the cast is stacked. It was written by Charlie Kaufman, and it was directed by Michael, Bob's going to have what is his last name, Gondry? Gondry? Yeah. Gondry, yeah, that works. Gondry. Okay. Uh, let me take a second to just to tell you people a little bit about Michael Gondry. Uh, so he did a lot of video shorts. He did a lot of music videos. Um, there was like a video documentary and things like that that he did uh, after this movie. But before, it, this, is, this is his like breakout film because he did a movie called Human Nature before that. But other than that, it's all basically um, just video shorts and music videos, which is great for have this to be his like second film yeah for it to be this good but uh you'd also know him from be kind rewind which is also a really good movie um and yeah so that's what we know about this cat um and then i wanted to talk about charlie kaufman a little bit yeah tell him about charlie yeah so charlie kaufman is like um a writer's writer like he has the weirdest scripts so he writes uh, plays, shorts films, uh, and then feature-length films. Uh, you'd know him from Being John Malkovich, which is another weird movie. Uh, Adaptation. He also did Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Uh, but yeah, so he just definitely writes just interesting movies. And uh, yeah, it's just his stuff feels very different. Like it's in its own world, and we can talk about that more like one of those things in like when you're watching a movie that he wrote you know right like it's got like that like style like that flavor so being john malkovich you enter the mind of john malkovich yeah much like in this movie you're able to enter the mind uh of jim carrey uh and so it's really weird because he just does he he thinks outside the box because i mean who else would think oh yeah let's just go inside of this guy's mind so, um, yeah. Should we uh, hit him with a spoiler alert? I think you should have to give him a heads up on that. All right. So, guys, go watch the movie. It's on Netflix uh, as of right now, 2019, Feb. Uh, so, yeah, if you don't go watch it, you're going to find out that Joel and his girlfriend break up and then she wipes her mind. All right, Bax. I'm going to try to hit him with a synopsis and make sure that they understand what this movie is about. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind is about two people who decide that they hate each other so much they have their memories erased. And uh, that's how breakups are. They suck. 
They hurt. And so these people are so hurt, they just want to erase the other person from their memory. The film begins having them both have erased each other. They then see each other out and about and they click and they're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm drinking during the daytime. My name's Clementine. I'm crazy. Oh, cool. I'm Joel. I'm weird. I like to draw stuff. Um, so that's the start of the film. Uh, then Joel, find, uh, it goes back in time to when Joel is actually finding out that Clementine erased him. So then he goes through the process of like, you erased me. I'm going to erase you, Clementine. Uh, so then you find out that uh, well, this weird guy played by Elijah Wood actually stole all of Joel's stuff to steal Clementine like, and make uh, her his girlfriend. So that's going on while Joel is trying to like figure out what's happening. And so that night, they all come, they, they all come over. Um, Mark Ruffalo's character... Um, the creep stealing his girlfriend, and then Chris Kirsten Dunst um, all come over to wipe a Joel's memory. So then we go inside of Joel's brain, and he's going through all the memories of, of Clementine in reverse order. So from the last memory that they had together all the way to the first. So they're running away trying to figure out, how am I going to get away? How can I stop this? I want to stop this. I don't want to forget all of these memories. I love her. Like Even though things weren't always great, I loved her whatever. So we, we cut to the now, which is, um, when he's, when they, when he actually erased his memory and, uh, Kirsten Dunn's character actually took all the tapes and gave all of the tapes to the people because she was wronged by the owner of the company. Um, and so basically, uh, they get to listen to their own tapes about all the stuff that they said about each other. And they have to figure out, uh, this relationship's probably doomed. Are we going to go ahead and try it one more time? Or do we just say, you know what? Enough's enough. Let's just move on. So that's Eternal Sunshine. Watch it. It's super interesting. Um, but yeah, Bax, uh, let's start out. What didn't you like? What kind of tweaks would you make? How you feeling? I, the first thing I feel is that was a really good synopsis, man. Man, I crush things. I just show up and crush it. Absolutely. Since we've been recording this cast together, that's my favorite synopsis so far. That was super solid. But um, what I would change, it's one of those things for me and a lot of the time, things that like I didn't really like are things that I would change. But obviously, creative direction, people are going to do what they do. For me, the characters weren't the most likable. So, so Joel is like a really subdued guy and he's a really awkward guy. And I get that, like, I'm awkward in real life, people are awkward in real life, but for me watching a character, like, on the screen, the awkwardness was kind of like, okay, like, this is, like, kind of cringy for me to watch at times. And with Clementine, on the other hand, like, she's, like, a super strong personality. She's very extreme, very, like, boisterous, powerful. And for me on the screen, it was like, okay, like, that's a little bit much. Like, could you maybe dial that back? So that's just me. Um, Personally, the character's, like, they really amplified their traits, you know? Does that make sense? I think everybody in the movie is a strong character. You yeah. Have, yeah, you have the guy who's running the company that's sleeping with Kirsten Dunst and has her memory erased and stuff like that. So you have that extreme of a guy that just... And then you have Mark Ruffalo's character who's willing to, like, drink and party and smoke weed while he's wiping someone's memory. Like, he's inside right. someone's brain deleting it. He's okay just 
hanging out with his girlfriend, drinking and smoking pot. I'm like, if someone's messing with my brain and we're deleting somebody, you're going to stay on task. I'm going to have one eye open. I'm going to watch you delete my memories. Well, they're like dancing around in their underwear, like on top of them. Yeah. Like it's disrespectful. Oh, all true disrespectful. Yeah. And stealing all his food, drinking all his alcohol. Like these people are terrible human beings. And like you already said, Elijah Wood like tries to steal Clementine. Yeah. Yeah. Like none of these, has anything I've said been good about these characters? No. No. The wife that shows up and finds out that her husband's sleeping with the younger woman, she's the best character in the movie because she says, you know what? You can have him. Whoa. Mic drop, man. Didn't (laughs) slap anybody. Well, she pushed Mark Ruffalo, but that's it. But I'd push Mark Ruffalo around. He's a Hulk. I'm a Hulk. We'd knock each other around. So... I mean, yeah, the characters aren't likable. Um, they are extreme. Ah, Clementine, total cringy. Because you're sitting there watching her do stuff that I, I wouldn't do. Hold on, everybody. There's a fire. <laughs> All right, everybody. The fire's taken care of. I lost my train of thought. Where was I, Bax? Talking about how cringe, how cringe Clementine as a character is. Yeah, I mean, she does stuff that's totally not what we would do. Like, I'm not going to drink inside of a restaurant in the middle of the morning. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to break into somebody's house. I mean, and Joel being, being a straight lace guy ran away. Like he should have, if you're breaking into someone's house, you run away from that chick. That chick's crazy. <laughs> I don't know how they made a two year relationship out of that. <laughs> so, all right, stuff. What didn't I like? Um, what would you have changed? What would I have changed? Uh, I think Elijah Wood's perfect casting. He's a creep. <laughs> Um, I mean, he does it really well. He's, I like Elijah Wood a lot. Um, he can do no wrong. Mark Ruffalo, this was, this was like a, a good starting point for his career. He went off and uh, did a lot of great movies after this. Um, so the casting's on point. I can't complain about that. Um, stylistically, um, there's a couple weird things that they decide to do uh, when they're going through the memories. Uh, that I don't know if I would have chosen to do, but I mean, it's not my vision. I, and, it, uh, and it works. So I think the characters, I think the, the screenplay was written very, very well. Um, it takes you through the guy's mind with seamlessly. So that's very good. But uh, yeah, I think, I think some of the characters could have been tweaked and I would have enjoyed that. So I think we're on the same page there. Um, now let's just skip ahead. What'd you love? What'd you like? I think it's really cool how like when you're in Joel's memories and Joel's self-aware that he's in a memory and also self-aware that the memory is getting erased, you know, and he's like trying to like talk to Clementine in the memory. Like we need to get out of here and escape. And they'll be like running through like a train station. I think it was a train station. Maybe it was like a bus station. Yeah. And like people are like disappearing and signs are like disappearing like, cause the memory's being erased, right? So, like, right. stylistically, to see that on the screen, that was super cool. But visually, that and just kind of the idea of like being in memories and being self-aware—that was probably my favorite thing about the movie as a whole. And I like how it's like a love—it's like a love story. Like, you start with the bad and you end with the good, right? Of their relationship, right? And that's like—I like that. I don't know if it's like the timeline how they lay that out like time-wise. Like I liked that it was like in reverse kind of. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's a Quentin Tarantino start, you know what I mean? Where he starts off in the middle of something happening and then you go back and you catch up to the characters. So that's, that's super cool. I enjoyed that. Uh, I liked what they did with all of the sets so that they could make Joel small underneath the table, but it's Jim Carrey being a kid. Um, and I liked all of the stuff where there he's in the body of another kid, but he's like, he, he's like has to hit that pigeon with a hammer and stuff <laughs> like all of like the memories that he has are super cool. And it's almost like you're, you're in somebody's dream. Like that's yeah. what the whole film feels like you're in somebody's dream and it's, it's done fantastically. Um, a thing that I also really liked was the music. I think the the score of the film really made those moments awkward that on the train when they're dry, when they're going places and stuff, and it's just boo doot doot and you just have these like awkward moments, and that really the music is the backbone of this film, and it's uh, you got Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Minds music is. Um, ELO electric light orchestra they show up and they do a song uh, they got Beck doing a song um, and you just have uh, John Bryan uh, doing the actual scoring of it and he did a fantastic job so that was a thing that I really liked um, uh, I like the scene transitions from going one memory to another I thought they were all really cool um, I liked that when the person had no face like uh like I thought that they added special effects in that were really neat to those kind of transitions of memories being erased. I liked how, how crappy the people that work for the mind erasing company are. Cause it kind of like goes, even though this is like a really important job, like people can still suck at their jobs. Yeah. And like, it's just, you just show up to work and you're like, I guess I got to erase this guy's mind today. Just like, it's funny just to see what's going on with that. Didn't like, I didn't like how mean Clementine is because she's just kind of cruel to him even at the start of the film the end of the film and i mean that's the other thing that i just forgot to say and i really like the theme of the film we're all doomed to follow our own instincts is happiness worth the sadness and so that's kind of what i took away from the movie man it's like the mind being blown emoji is the yeah. happiness worth the sadness that, yeah. that's the and, it, and it's a deep film for sure and like it raises questions about like relationships, right? And like real relationships. Like it's not like your cookie cutter, like romantic comedy or something. Like I think the fact that the people have flaws makes it like more realistic and like more relatable. Yeah, I think having characters that are damaged, because we'll just say that they're damaged, um, is beneficial to the plot because they have to make that call. Like, is are are the fact that your your baggage is gonna affect me? that we already have this baggage. Like, is this going to just sink our relationship in a year, in two years? Like when's, when's the, when's the bomb going to blow up? Yeah. All right. So I just want to know, what does the internet think about this? The internet's into it, man, for sure. If you go over to IMDb, it's got an 8.3. If you go to Rotten Tomatoes, 93% of their critics gave it a positive review and 94% of their general audience gave it a positive review. So the internet is feeling our tone of sunshine of a spotless mind. All right, Bax. So I just really want to tell you what the real internet thinks. The YouTube community. Oh, hey, what's up, YouTube community? This movie made me want to punch a hobbit. Is it because they don't like Elijah Wood's character? I mean, played sure. a hobbit. Okay, that's super reasonable. I get that. 
I've had my heart broken a few times. I knew nothing about this movie when I saw it in the theater. I hung on every word in every scene, not watched this movie since. Sorry about that guy. That guy. Yeah. It's, wait. So he hasn't watched it since probably because like it hit him so hard mm-hmm. upon that initial viewing. Yeah. Take that. Enjoy yeah, some, it. Some enjoy it. <laughs> Eat your own tears. Man, was... <laughs> sorry, that was that was rough, man. I'm sorry, that guy. Man, that guy's just out here on the internet on YouTube sharing his heart with people, getting real vulnerable on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, now he's getting grilled. Another person said, "Love the best and worst thing in life." You're right. Man, this is getting deep. <laughs> Scientists can do this now. <laughs> One of the more unique films I've seen and one of my all-time favorite films. I feel that's true. Like, he's here to talk about movies, whereas the other people are there to, like, talk about past relationships. Yeah. Those people suck, though. I- I'm not going <laughs> to put that upon those people. Man, why are why you trying to be so mean to these people with broken hearts? Man. <laughs> Get up. Wait, wait. Get back on that horse. Wait, someone left that as a comment? Or are you telling no, me to get back telling, on the I'm, game? I'm telling the, I'm telling the people on YouTube, <laughs> get back on the horse. Oh, I like that. You fell down. Relationships are hard. Get up. That was very encouraging, Bob. So, um, yeah, that's what the YouTube community thinks. All right, Bax. So, if you had to grade this bad boy... Or do you have any final thoughts or no? My final thought is that I really enjoyed going through the YouTube comments with you. That's going to probably get edited out. <laughs> so, <laughs> at least. I'm a, there are things that I cut out of this episode, everybody, that, I, that Bax was a terrible person. He was grilling yeah. those folks. Man, man, I wasn't grilling anybody, man. That's all you, man. Why you got to go back on me, man? You said to a person, eat your own tears. But, but, no, I did not say that. You're right, I did. You know, everybody knows that I left that in. Final thoughts. I think you should watch the movie because it's a pretty good flick. Um, I think stylistically it's a great film. I think you need to see it, especially if you've ever experienced a breakup. Um, and you'll just kind of, it'll resonate a little bit in your heart because it is, it is painful to watch because it, it, it'll bring up past memories. We've all dated that crazy person. We all have. Absolutely. Yeah, Bax. Bax dates crazy, crazy folks. I, on the air, I'm not going to try to out someone, but I agree with the statement you just made. <laughs> yeah. We, we're not going to delve into it, but people are crazy. Yes. All right, Bax, hit him with your final thoughts. I think kind of just like what you just said, I think people should go check this out. Like it's on Netflix as of the time this episode's going to drop. And it's different, right? So it's not like your generic romance. It's not your generic drama. Um, yeah, like it's refreshing. And the stuff with like being in memories, like being in dreams and how you have multiple storylines going out at the same time. So yeah, I agree with Bob. I think you should check it out, especially if you're trying to mix it up a little bit. And uh, if you like stuff that's a little bit outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. Bax, if I had to grade this bad boy, mm, I'd give it a B plus. You want B plus on it? Yep. You want to unpack that B plus at all or? Nope. 
I'm gonna go B minus. Better than F. <laughs> it's it's definitely better than an F. It's one of those films where like at the start, and especially because they start with like the bad memories of the relationship, and you're really seeing the worst of them. It's like, oh, like I don't really think I like this movie. But then like you get towards the end. And like in the memories, they start to try and save the relationship, and it has like a a warm, fuzzy feeling at the end. So some of those films, like it was a slower burn for me, but at the end, I'm gonna give it that B minus. Yeah, it's an 89% film for me. There are things that could have brought it to an A. I mean, I I liked all the visuals. I just think that it's not for me, and it's a personal grade. It's uh, yeah, it's just it doesn't. Um, I grew up. I'm not in. I'm not out there trying to date people. I'm not out there trying to date crazy people like Bax. Um, so yeah, it's not. It just doesn't. It doesn't jive with me. There wasn't enough. There wasn't enough uh, monsters or zombies or uh, spooky stuff happening. Yeah, that element into it where it's a little bit scary. I'm into it. I'm all about it. And that's an A plus. Mind me- mind melding weird things plus spooky things. My cup of tea. So like- go ahead. Those abdominal snowmen, those small abdominal snowmen you were talking about in our last episode. The ice, the ice monsters, yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah, they're out there for you. You get the ice monsters in the mix with the eternal sunshine, the spotless mind. You're getting some bumps on that grade. Oh yeah, that'd be an A. Uh, so Bax, if people are looking for other podcasts, Gamezilla, Legend of Retro, Last Action Podcast, Noobs and Dragons, uh, and then Noiseland Arcade. Those are the podcasts on the GameZilla network. Go check them out. And Bax, if, if they're trying to talk to us, where would you send them? I would send them over to Instagram. Some, some people call it the gram, whatever you want to call it. If you go there and you look up Movie Blast Podcast, that's us. We would really appreciate it if you come by, give us a like. Um, if you want to follow us, and then like we'll, we'll do posts when we're dropping new episodes, and you can stay informed on that. And if you leave us a comment, we'll respond to your comment. If you shoot us a DM, we'll respond to your DM. So if you would like to interact with us, we would like to interact with you. We appreciate you listening and being open to that. And uh, Instagram, Movie Blast Podcast, that's the best way to do it. Also, if you'd be a friend, a gentleman or a lady, a gentle person, uh, I would appreciate it if you rate our podcast uh, because I don't think we've ever asked you to. So if you like what you're hearing, give us a rating. Write a review about us. We'll write a review about you. We'll say, this person, awesome. Shovels their driveway. Good person. Puts Puts the salt down to make sure that children aren't falling out on the streets. So I just want to say thanks for listening. Have a great week. Uh, Bax, let them know. Well, see you. Bob and Bax. In a phase of forgetting each other because she said, shut up. What do you want? Trying to out here read YouTube comments. You are frustrating.